Hey everybody, it is watering time. Time to step up to the fire hose to get your faith saturated with the Word of God. Welcome to Apollos Watered, where you can get your faith drenched. I'm your host, Travis Fleming, and I want to thank you for dropping in on our show. And for those who have been waiting, it is finally here. Thank you for your patience. The purpose of this show is to help saturate the faith of those who are confessing believers in Jesus, because we live in a confusing time where there are so many voices that are waiting to be heard, so many people advocating one thing or another. It seems that everywhere we turn or website we go to, it has conflicting reports, and we don't know who to believe anymore. I hope to bring some clarity where there's been confusion and a voice you can trust in the middle of this cultural chaos that we find ourselves. I am a confessing Christian myself. In fact, I've been a pastor for 21 years. I am married, have four kids, and uh, love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I want to share that with other people because I want to help other people grow in their same knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want to see all people grow in that knowledge, no matter what their background is, no matter where they come from, no matter what their uh, economic status is or educational background. I want to try to explain the Word of God so that we can all understand and apply it to our lives. And the title for the podcast actually comes from a Bible passage, and that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 through 9, specifically looking at verse 6. But I want to give you the entire passage because it is the Apostle Paul writing by the Holy Spirit to this church plant in the city of Corinth. And it was a church that was divided. There was a lot of division. And there's a lot of division in our world today. And we need a unifier. And Paul was trying to be that unifier because people were name dropping. They were taking sides under the, the wings of different teachers. And Paul wrote to them to say, no, 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 that can't happen as followers of Jesus. He says this, and it's, it's a pretty amazing verse that I want you to listen to here. He says, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he nor plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. Now, what I love about this passage is that Paul's trying to bring unity. And he wanted to show them that their unity was based on Christ alone. Even the good that they received, though it came via different teachers or voices, it all really came about and could be traced back to Jesus. And he says, each one of us are just fulfilling our roles, dispensing our duties, doing what we were made to do. I planted and Apollos watered, but it's ultimately God who brings the growth. And so I see myself as a person who waters. I want to water your faith, and I don't want to sprinkle it. I don't want to just put a little water on it. I would like to take a fire hose to it so that we can have some fun together, that we can be saturated with the things of God and grow grow up to become mature believers in Christ and give good news and also show us and how we might apply it to our lives, to our families, and how we might live according to its truth. And it's not easy. I mean, there are times where we can see that it's easy. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you for my burden is light. And that's true. And that he takes our sins from us and gives us a, a purpose and a new way of looking at the world so we're not striving. But it also can be hard, especially when the world comes against us. And Jesus said that too. He says, you know, 
don't be surprised that the world persecutes you because it persecuted me first. It, it hates you. It hated me first. And so we need to be aware of that. And while there are so many different voices vying for our attention, we need to go back to the Word of God because without the Word of God, we have absolutely nothing. And that's, that's the impetus for this, that I want to, to walk you through the Word of God, that I want to share with you what, what God is doing in the world. I want to bring different teachers and writers and before you so that you can hear from them, that you might, you might grow, people that I trust, that I believe that you can trust, that you can, you can really trust what they're saying to you about who God is. I've spent my life trying to evaluate teachers and discern what is true and what is not, because really, false teaching can kill you. False teaching is deadly. I know this firsthand. My father became a Christian a year before I was born. And while I think his faith was genuine, he got in line with a group that is now part of the Word of Faith, or considered to be part of the Word of Faith movement, who advocate a false Christianity, really. It's a false Christianity. And he was zealous and wanted to obey God with every single part of his being. But he started feeling sick a few years after he had joined this movement, and some of the elder teachers in the groups told him that He didn't need to go to the doctor. He just needed to have faith. And so he didn't go to the doctor as he started feeling more and more sick. And they said, well, if you have real faith, you need to get rid of your insurance. So he got rid of his insurance, but he continued to get more and more sick. Finally, he had to go to the doctor and they told him that he had lung cancer. And had it had been caught earlier, he might have had a shot. But as it was, it had spread to his brain. He was diagnosed in August and was dead in February. I was four. Now, I tell you that story because I grew up without a dad. God became my father, in a way. I looked for examples of fatherhood. I looked to my grandfather on my mother's side. I looked to other men in my life, coaches and teachers, to kind of fill that void. But it always struck me how he, as a follower of Jesus, could make such a disastrous mistake. There was something wrong, not with Jesus, but in the teaching that he'd received about what faith is. And so I've been on a journey for my entire life trying to understand what it means to have true biblical right faith on how to follow Jesus and what it means to be a true follower of Jesus, to find and discover truth, because false teaching is everywhere. It comes at us through our radios, through our phones, through TVs, through our social media, the bookshelves at Walmart. They are everywhere. And so we must find out what is true and what is trustworthy. And that's why this podcast exists, to give you what is true and trustworthy, that you might have the pure spiritual milk, which is the word of God, that you might have your faith watered so that you might grow up and take your next step in maturity with Jesus. So that's why I want to delay this podcast out to address everyone, everyone that can understand my voice, that they might grow in their relationship with Jesus. And so each week we're going to walk through a biblical passage or hear from an author or a Christian voice or influencer that you can trust. Not that they're perfect, 
We don't lift anyone up too high because we know how easy it is for someone to fall. So we look to Christ and Christ alone, knowing that the teachers, the earthly teachers that we look to are frail and fallen and will inevitably disappoint us in some way, shape, or form. But we continue to progress. We continue to to step closer to Jesus, trying to forsake sin, mortify the flesh, and learn what it means to be a Christ follower in the middle of this crazy world that we're living in. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Hopefully you get to know me and I get to know you. And I want to hear from you because really there's not a show without you. Without knowing what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, what questions that you have. I don't want to answer my own questions. I want to answer your questions. I want to give you tools that you can use in your homes, with your families, in your workplaces, in your schools, with your family, with your friends, in your neighborhoods. This isn't just to get you spiritually fat and flabby, but to get you into spiritual shape, to help you become more like Jesus. So each week, a new episode, Lord willing, is going to drop. And we'll be talking through various passages, talking about various things going on in the culture, doing book reviews, movie reviews, um, giving you YouTube videos that I think would be very beneficial to you, examining new books and old books so that we might be nourished So we might grow in our knowledge of God and what certain people are doing in the world now or what God's doing through them, but also hear from old voices, from those who endured over time. We can learn from them. There's a reason why so many different classic works of Christian literature have endured and that are timeless because they speak to people regardless of what's going on around. And so we want to highlight those. And I do want to talk a little bit about the impetus behind this this podcast or the the scripture it's from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5 through 9 and the apostle paul is writing to the church at corinth which was, which is a church plant of sorts where people are there and they are trying to grow in their knowledge of jesus but inevitably sin creeps in and people try to one up one another trying to show why they have greater credentials than the other people in the church and why they're more right than someone else. So they start uniting under the umbrella of different Christian, early Christian leaders, such as Paul and Apollos. Now, Paul learns of this and is horrified, and he writes back to them saying, no, 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 no. He goes, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you have believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he nor plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Now, what's he, what's he mean by that? He means that this, he's saying, hey, We're just workers. We're doing the jobs that's assigned to us. Ultimately, it all traces back to God. We're servants. We're just doing and fulfilling our duty and responsibility. I have a responsibility to plant. Apollos Apollos is watering it. But no matter what, no matter if it's a planting or a watering, we're all part of the growth process, and it's God who's the one who's using it to grow people. And so what I hope to do is be a waterer. That's my responsibility. That's my assignment. And I hope to fulfill that assignment by putting forth this podcast so that you can grow in your faith. And then I can water your faith. Indeed, I want to take a fire hose to it. I want to saturate it with the Word of God. And I want to have fun in the process. 
I want to talk about all of life. I want to talk about what's going on in the world and in places like Nigeria and in Cameroon. I want to expand your vision. I want to see what the church is doing in Iran. I want to talk about what Christians are doing in China and how they're memorizing the word of God and gathering together and pushing one another to deliver the gospel to those around. I want to wake us up out of our cultural conformity and our hibernation so that we might truly embrace all that God has given to us. Too oftentimes we're addicted to our creaturely comforts, we're lost or lulled to sleep by the carbon monoxide of culture, and we've truly lost what it means to be alive to God. And I hope to really wake us up that we might be spiritually woke to the reality of what God is doing in the world and not just closed off going through the motions. So I hope to really water your faith. Whether you're in the United States or in Kiribati or Palau or Nauru or Tuvalu or Vanuatu, whether you're in Mozambique out in the bush or the west coast of Liberia at a place like Monrovia or Ganta, or if you're in Nagpur, India or in Great Britain, or whether you're in a small town, a village in Galt, Iowa, I want to be able to help nourish your faith. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear from everybody because I want to deal with questions that people are dealing with. Whether you're dealing with polygamists on your board in Uganda, or if you're wondering if uh, which doctor would bless your belly and that makes it a demon baby in uh, the southern part of Africa, or maybe you're dealing with some of the superstition of your parents in Mexico. Maybe you're dealing with a relational issue or an atheist colleague at your workplace. Whatever it might be, I want to be able to hear from you. And I want to look at the entirety of God's word and take your question and run it through the sieve of God's word that we might find God's answer, that we might grow in our relationship with God because God's word is sufficient for each one of us. It is timeless. Jesus was very clear that heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, he's going to endure for all time. His word is going to endure. No matter what is going on in our culture, his word is the anchor in the midst of the storm and is completely dependable. So I want to be able to take your questions and really run it through the sieve of the word because the word of God is powerful. It is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, that it is breathed out by God. It is the revelation of God. And without the word of God, we have got nothing, nothing except our own reason. And we are changing creatures all the time. Think about when you got up this morning, or if you didn't get enough sleep, you're in a bad mood. Your whole perspective is off. We change all the time. Or if someone gives you good news, suddenly you're, you're jubilant. Or you can fly off the handle because your kid keeps pressing you and getting on your nerves and you respond in anger. I mean, we can move back and forth. Only God is completely dependable. So I want to hear from various cultures as well as various generations. Because when a generation's not there or a culture's not there, I think that the glory of God is diminished. And I, I get that from a couple things. First of all, it's from the book of Revelation. In Revelation, we read about these four angels that surround the throne of God and call out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And day and night, they surround the throne, calling back and forth to one another. One Christian author noted that it was like they were representing the four corners of the earth, with each corner saying to the other, this is what I see about God, what do you see? This is what I see about God. What do you see? 
And as they continue to surround the throne and they marvel at God, they're seeing something different and calling back and forth to one another to inspire them. And so when we have all the different cultures of the world, that when they become followers of Jesus, we see different things about who God is through the eyes of that culture. Now, let me explain that for a moment. When I was pastoring in New England, I had a group of Russians that attended the church. They actually had a Slavic church where they would hear in the Russian tongue and they would come to our English services to learn English. And sometimes we would do services together. Well, it was an Easter Sunday and I was preaching and I stopped to say, let's pray. And when I prayed, I went to bow my head and close my eyes, which is normal in my faith tradition. But I heard feet hitting the floor and the movement of people all over the sanctuary. And I didn't know what to do. So I glanced up and saw that everyone was standing. And that was quite puzzling to me because in my tradition or the churches that I'd served in or grew up in, people always wanted to sit, but here people were standing during prayer. And I started to inquire why, and I found out that in Russian tradition, because there has been a representative of royalty or honor or reverence, and if you're to ever address majesty, you're to stand while doing it. So there was this understanding of reverence of honor that I didn't have as much in my tradition or emphasized it differently. I went to India and on Sundays, everyone was wearing white to show purity, to show that they had been purified, they had been made clean, that their sin had been taken away, and that they were blameless. They had been redeemed and were part of God's chosen people. And when the pastors would walk on the platform to preach, they would take off their shoes, which signify the holiness of God. And the task that they were doing was holy. Again, something my own faith tradition emphasized differently, and maybe not to that degree. Or with those who were African-American members of my church, there was a love of jubilation and yet justice and victory. Indeed, my African-American brothers and sisters would talk so much about victory that when I started to think about it, I realized I had not heard that very often in my own tradition. And it's not that they didn't agree with it. It just wasn't as big as emphasis because of the background that I had come from. But to my African-American brothers and sisters, it was a huge emphasis. And so I learned from them. It's filled with this understanding of, of celebration and of praise. And I'm by nature more somber, serious when it comes to approaching God. Letting my words be few, because he is in heaven and I'm on earth. And I'm to be still and know that he is God, and he is to be exalted in the heavens and on the earth. And to let the whole earth keep silent before him. But yet, I find that my brothers and sisters were emphasizing such verses that said, Shout for joy, rejoice in the Lord always, or clap your hands, all you peoples. So, I want to help people, from no matter what their ethnic background is, I want us to learn from one another. And C.S. Lewis told a story one time about the group of authors that he was a part of called the Inklings. And one of them died, and he thought that he would get another of the members of the Inklings more to himself because he felt that that other author had manipulated that friend's time. But he realized that when that friend died, part of his other friend died too. He said, never again will I hear him laugh at that particular friend's joke. You see, there's something about another person that brings out something in us that only that person can bring out. I actually saw this in high school or with some of my high school friends, that even now when I talk to them, suddenly it's like we're back in high school again. We're quoting the same movies and going into funny voices and talking about stuff that 
I would never talk about with anybody else. And I would never imitate to anybody else. And I would never share that story with anybody else. I could only do that with them. And I love that. And we all have those people in our lives that represent a certain period in time and they bring out something in our personality. And so the church needs to be this diverse group of people from all different ages and backgrounds coming together, working out our salvation with fear and trembling in this community of saints. Fallen, though we may be, broken, messed up we might be, but we're still considered to be saints. The church is not a perfect place. A hospital is not where all the well people are, but the sick people. It's the same thing. I want to hear from a diversity of perspectives and what you see about God and the questions that you have. And that is going to make this podcast fly. That's going to make it rock. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be awesome. But if it's just me talking into a microphone all day and I'm not answering questions, then it's going to suck. So this is a podcast for all of those who really want to follow Jesus and want to pursue him. And I'll answer the questions best I can, or if not, I'll direct you to a YouTube video or to a website where I'll I'll do the research that I need to do to help you in your journey with Jesus Christ. So I just want to lay that out ahead of time for you so that we all know that we're all on the same page and we all know what's going on. So we can be inspired by one another because we're trying to obtain unity. Now, unity is a big deal in Scripture. God is triune, but he is unified. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. While God is, exists in three persons, he is one God. Now, why is that important? Because he used himself as a model for us to imitate. In fact, in John chapter 17, Jesus prays this prayer called the high priestly prayer. And specifically in verse 20 through 23, he says this. He's talking to to the Father, and he says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Did you catch the word one? There's three times in that, those three verses that he's saying that they may be one as we are one. That they may be unified. Why? So that the world may know who God is. So if you think that your relationship's just about you and Jesus and not about getting along with other people, then you need to revisit the word of God. Jesus was clear when he summed up all of the law and the prophets that we're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second greatest commandment is like it, and that's to love our neighbor as ourselves. And how do we love our neighbor if we don't want to be with them? If we don't want to understand them. See, Jesus saves us as individuals, but he he puts us into a family, a body. And that's called a church. That's a local fellowship. Now, it might look different in different places. I've been in mega churches, and I've been in little house churches and small villages in India. The church is diverse. God's people are diverse. But we are to strive for unity making every effort to obtain the unity of the Spirit. That's what God has called us to be. And we can't be unified if we're not together. 
Yes, we have different styles and perspectives, and it's, it's definitely not easy to work through them. Want to ever feel uncomfortable? And, and a lot of pastors and churches have done that. They looked at you as the customer, and they've tried to cater to your every need. But often in doing so, we have lost some major aspect of understanding how diverse and wonderful and how awesome the kingdom of God is. And the glory of God has become diminished because we've been looking at hype and not hope. We want it easy. We want to be spoon-fed. But the reality is, is it's work. It's work. It's work to be the people that God wants us to be. But it's well worth the work. And we need to make sure we put Jesus first. If we put Jesus first, that will bring us together and enable us to have conversations. And I'm talking about real in-person conversations, not Zoom, not FaceTime, not WhatsApp, not just throwing articles at people or throwing stuff out online via social media. I'm talking about real face-to-face conversations with real people. And that changes who we are. So this podcast is going to be aimed at all ethnicities, provided they speak English. And I want to hear from you because your perspective is really essential for me to make this podcast fly. Now, a bit about the format of the show. Each week, my hope is to walk through a specific Bible passage together, but it will also have some cultural observations, again, book reviews, and we're going to be doing some things that I like to call cross-culturing, where we learn how to interact and love people from different cultures. We'll do some book and movie reviews, as well as interviewing various Christian voices and leaders in the world. And each week on Wednesday, an episode will drop. But really, I want you to be part of the show. While I'm the one speaking, I want to be speaking to you. I want to have a conversation with you, and I want to hear from you. You can go to my website at apollos-watered.captivate.fm or go to Apollos Watered on Facebook and message me with any of your questions. I'd love to really build the show around your questions. I want to take a moment to pray for you right now, wherever you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what situation you're facing, I want to pray for you that God would give you hope, that God would give you comfort, and God would provide your needs. I know that there are many people affected by what's going on right now in our society, whether it's cries of injustice or people trying to keep a calm head as it seems that everybody is running after something else on social media, whether it's those trying to figure out what to do and how to vote or how to to live as Christ followers. I know that there are others that are struggling. Some have lost jobs or homes. I know others are dealing with sicknesses and there's so much that's going on. And I want to take a moment to really Pray for us all that we might really, truly exude the glory of God and that he might give us hope in the midst of our situations. So let's take a moment, please, and allow me to pray. Heavenly Father, you are the holy God. You are the God who has called us unto himself. You are the God of hope. You are the God that provides help. Lord, it's so confusing in our world today. Lord, we don't know who to listen to. We don't know where to go. We can become so confused when we see people falling from grace. We hear about the newest scandal. We hear another critique. We hear another voice that's advocating for some change. And while we relish some changes, we recognize that not all changes are good. Some have led to further sin and greater injustice. Lord, help us to know how to keep our heads in the midst of this difficult time. 
Help us to help the most vulnerable among us, but help us also to do so within the confines and the truths of your glorious gospel. Living out the salvation that we've received from Christ and what he has done on the cross and given us by his resurrection from the dead. Lord, please be with us in our families, be with us in our homes, be with us in our workplaces. Help us to show your glory and reveal it to the world around us. Forgive us when we fail, forgive us when we fall, and Lord, use us and use this program. Use this program to touch the hearts and minds of men all over the world so that they might take their next step with you and they might drench other people. So Lord, we look forward to the downpour of your grace and your mercy to us. And Lord, use us. Send us forth encouraged, inspired, and empowered by your spirit to do great things for you as we seek to obey and live out the calling that you've given us. Be with us, bless us, use us now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I want to thank you for partnering with us and be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in next week to Apollos Watered as we talk about the kingdom of God and what it means for us as believers. Stay watered, everyone. 